a spy forced to confront the ghosts of her past, a retired street racer who believes nothing is more powerful than family, a widowed mother trying to help her children survive a future where even the slightest noise is out of the question, and a basketball player sucked into the world of Looney Tunes and forced into a high-stakes basketball game to get back home. If you haven't figured it out by now, they're all lead characters of some of the most popular recent movies. What's interesting though is that they're the first movie characters that Ontarians will be able to see in a movie theatre in over a year, thanks to tomorrow's entry into step 3 of Ontario's reopening plan. I'm Sam Marchetti, and welcome back to On the Sidelines. Joining us on the sidelines today to talk more about Ontario's third step of reopening is Nagar Astley, a fifth year chemical biology student at McMaster University and a science for everyone researcher. Uh, thanks for joining us, Nagar. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk about the reopening. Yeah. So what are you most excited for to reopen this week? Oh, I feel like some indoor dining would be nice. It'd be nice to be able to sit inside in case it rains because the weather has been quite bad for the past couple of weeks so that's what i'm looking most forward to how about you sam oh definitely the movies definitely the movies i think i enlightened our, our listeners on that pretty well <laughs> a couple seconds ago so besides uh movie theaters and indoor dining uh, what else is changing tomorrow nagar yeah so lots is changing in indoor settings because previous to this there was very limited things that people could do indoors but now that's kind of opening up so now up to 25 people can attend indoor gatherings and public events, which is exciting. Um, there's also expanded um, capacity for religious events and ceremonies, and that includes weddings. Um, indoor dining is now like allowed with no um, capacity limits, just as long as there is um, physical distancing. Um, there's also sports and recreational fitness facilities that can operate at 50% capacity. Um, meeting spaces, similar to that, 50% capacity, and now personal care services that also like require masks to be removed um, can also open up. Um, casinos, museums, aquariums, landmarks, um, galleries, amusement parks, all capped at 50% capacity. So all those, you know, bigger um, places are all capped at the 50% mark. Um, and same with like concert venues and cinemas. Um, also, you know, if you're, you know, in the market to buy a house, real estate open houses capacity are now also expanded. So you mentioned, um, you mentioned about these larger, larger capacities that we're allowed to have at indoor gatherings. Now, uh, what about outdoor gatherings? We've already been allowed to have a good number of people gathering together outside. So what's, what's changing there? Yeah. So with out outdoor gatherings, because obviously, um, transmission is lower outside and now that we have good vaccination numbers and we're looking, we're looking good, um, the gatherings and organized public events are now up to 100 people um, that you can have outside. So you can, you know, um, host gatherings outside as well as other places such as, you know, concert venues, cinemas, theaters. They can now operate with a cap of up to like 50% capacity indoors or like 1,000 people. Um, but yeah, I think it kind of just depends on um, the different venues and you know what their capacities are. Sometimes it's like the capacity or they'll say the amount of people, um, whichever is less is gonna be kind of what it's capped at. That's very exciting. I actually read uh, just yesterday, I think the Arkells are having a concert at uh, Budweiser Stage. Is it still called Budweiser Stage at Ontario Place? I think it is, yeah, when is it? 
It's on August 13th, uh, so if anybody wants to go catch the Arkells, uh, I think they still have some tickets available. Should be a good time. First concert in a year and a half. We are not sponsored by the Arkells, but it really <laughs> sounds like we are right now. Yeah, it sounds like you're getting paid by them to say this. <laughs> So, well, there is a lot of uh, discretion at the, you know, the end of the businesses and the the organizations that are opening up for in-person activities again. Um, what would you what would you say we should be thinking right now as individuals in terms of, you know, going out and resuming our kind of uh, indoor activities around other people? Like what, what's some advice you would give us? Yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely difficult. We've been at this for like a year and a half. So it's OK if you're just taking it slowly and want to you know, take your time going back. I think just kind of putting some boundaries for yourself and, you know, making sure you're asking your friends or whoever you're going out with what your comfort levels are. So whether that's asking them who they've been around, if they've been, you know, they've been to like a large gathering or whether they've been vaccinated. So just make sure that you have your own boundaries and you're able to kind of communicate that. I think communication with whoever you're um, going out with is kind of the main key to moving forward. Um, but, you know, I mean, if you're vaccinated, you know, it's time to you can also enjoy the things that are opening. Just be cautious about it. So this is a good time to get back out and start enjoying our lives again. Sounds very exciting. I know. It's like weird. It's like I can do things now. Cool. So uh, you go to school at McMaster. Have you heard anything from McMaster or any other universities about reopening plans for the fall? Yeah, it's definitely, I would say, different with different schools. Um, McMaster is definitely encouraging students and providing resources as to why people should get vaccinated and why it's important. Um, but they are not mandating it as of now. And I don't know, that might change. But other places like Western University or Seneca College are mandating vaccinations for students who want to be in residence or who want to be on campus. Uh, I'm not sure exact, exactly logistically how they're going to do that. Um, but I think that also different universities might move forward towards also having um, students be vaccinated if they want to have, you know, a safe campus environment. So do you know anything about, uh, you know, how are, uh, how is, you know, our vaccination status going to impact what we're able to do in step three moving forward into the future? Is that going to play a role? Is it going to matter whether I'm vaccinated or not? Yeah, so... I feel like vaccination mandates are different depending on the places that you're going to. Um, I don't know if a lot of places are places like concerts and things like that in the future might ask you for vaccination records. But right now, Ontario is actually doing pretty well. So we have around 57 percent of people that are fully vaccinated and up to like 79 percent with their first dose. So what do you think is going to happen um, after step three? So we've waited, you know, 21 days between step two and three. And then between step one and two is like a little bit under 21 days or something. When do you think we're going to see, you know, like a step four or whatever comes next? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I think there's a lot of unknown that comes with COVID. Obviously, we know that vaccines work and they've lowered our case numbers and they've been really helpful with hospitalizations. Um, but I think with the new variants that are emerging all around the world and with people, you know, being more comfortable to travel now, um, we're not really sure how that's going to kind of play out in Canada. Um, as we already know, the Delta variant is already on the rise here. So I think it's a matter of just waiting and seeing how it's going to play out. Um, because like Waterloo Region has had a lot of cases and mostly are from the Delta variant. And they've kind of just slowed down their reopening. Um, so when everybody else moved to stage two, um, they kind of stayed in stage one. So I think we're just going to have to see what the numbers are. Um, and kind of go with the science from there and see what we can open. I think I think there's a future where, you know, 
the normal can be back, but I think we have to be cautious about how we approach that. So it's going to be a very let's see what happens kind of approach to it. And then we'll, we'll get future direction from the government, hopefully, in uh, you know a little while. Exactly. And I think it's, it's important to see other countries and how their reopenings have been and kind of like, you know, take lessons and learn from that of what we should and shouldn't do. And hopefully our government will be able to give us some direction so we're not in the limbo. All right. Thanks, Nagar. And thank you again for tuning in. And remember to subscribe for more conversations and some insightful answers to your questions about the science impacting your world. If you want to learn more about uh, COVID-19, reopening, or any of the other topics that we've talked about on the show, you can visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at sci for everyone and on our website at scienceforeveryone.ca. For more information on COVID-19 vaccines, check out our sister podcast, Vaccination, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. On the Sidelines is a podcast by Science for Everyone. It's produced by Sam Marchetti, Connor McLean, June Kim, and Cheryl Nguyen, with editorial help provided by Kayla Benjamin. On the Sidelines is sponsored by the University of Toronto's Student Engagement Grant.